0: Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Saverns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point. I feel like I've said that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. With me today, surprise, surprise, is Mr. Paul Eastwood. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good. I'm good. So this is week four of our Habit series, and we're talking about generosity. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, we're talking about giving and money, which is this really interesting, kind of challenging thing to talk about for us, but we think it's super important, Um, and because this is often a, an area that's met with questions, I thought we'd we'd switch up a little bit how we're doing the podcast today and just kind of start firing questions at you and trying to answer some of these hard questions that we've got and we know people have yep. around giving and money. So, so f- let's start at the beginning, Paul. Why is it we're talking about money? Isn't this kind of awkward? I mean, don't we get paid from the money that people give to the church?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there there are two parts to that that you're you're sort of getting at. And maybe we could separate them a little bit because I think the why is a good question to, to sure. deal with just on its own. But really, I mean, it's a it's a mark of a follower of Jesus. He expected and assumed that people would give. You know, Jesus talks in the in the passage about disciplines. He says, you know, when you give, here's how you should do it. And so there's no question of if it's when. And I mean, giving is an act of worship. And it's it's actually very interesting that Jesus talks about money more than uh, than so many other things. Mm. And he cares about our money, not because he needs our money, but he cares about our money because he recognizes the power it has over us. Yeah. And I think we all recognize that there are, when it comes to money, when you start having conversations about uh, about money, you start to get a little a little scared or a little uptight or a little worried or you know what is he going to say, all that kind of stuff. I think that feeling that we have is an indication that money still has control over us in some way and that's you know that's all of us i'm not sort of saying that this is you know this is you and that's bad no no i think all of us to a certain extent put our safety and security in our money and our ability to make money Mm -hmm. and i think that's exactly why we need to give because as followers of jesus we put our trust uh, ultimately in god And we and we don't rely on our own abilities in in anything, Mm. uh, let alone, you know, some of the safety and security that we think we can find in money. Uh, So anyway, so money, why do we give? Because it's an act of worship. I mean, that's
0: bottom line. Uh, So let me just follow up on that real quick. I I mean, you're right. I think money is this thing that gets at the the heart of all of us. I think regardless of whether you're single or married, um, people say, you know, money is the number one thing that people fight about, people worry about um we're thinking about it all the time we kind of it's weird though because it's it's one of those things that we think about and we interact with regularly but it's still a little taboo to talk about it right and to talk about i mean even even in our close relationships it can be hard to talk about budgeting it can be hard to talk about giving in these things um so i think it's really good and and really significant that jesus talks about money more than almost anything else right um so, and we're going to get into a little bit about what he says, I'm assuming, and, and, yeah. and unpack that a little more. But So, so great. Money is important. We get that. Um, giving is an act of worship. Sure. I mean, are we the right people to be talking about it? I mean, don't, don't we get paid from the money that people give? Yeah. I mean, absolutely.
1: We uh, are, uh, for those that don't know, we don't get money from the government. We don't get money from anywhere else. The money that we... Uh, use to run the programs of the church and pay salaries and pay heat and hydro and pay for our missionaries. All of that money is money that comes through you, through people who donate to the church. And Mm -hmm. so for those of you who give on a regular basis, we are very thankful and we know that we can't do this without you. Um, we you need to know that we are very careful with the money that's here we are very transparent in the way that we deal with our money we have uh, boards that are responsible for sort of a double check and yep. and keeping an eye on things and you know even just in the nitty-gritty of day-to-day you know multiple people signing checks and all of those kinds of things and so we're very responsible with the money that comes in mm-hmm. and we we take the stewardship of these resources very seriously it's important to us yeah um,
0: but we, it does it does cost money to run the church of course the other thing that's good to know is that we, while we know some generalities about um, giving, we know you know there are some some general numbers. We don't know people. You and I actually right. don't know who gives what, which right. is appropriate and good, and again prevents abuses. Where the church has really good bylaws, really good leadership, really good yep. admin support to make sure that that we're not. Um, I mean, there's no real potential for us to to get mixed up in this in the wrong way, which is. Good. Right.
1: And, and, uh, you know, another thing that is probably simple and, and maybe needs to be said anyways, is that, you know, we don't, you know, if we get a good Sunday offering, it doesn't mean we pay our pastors more. yeah <laughs> So, uh, the, the more that we're able to bring in, the more ministry that we can do, the more we can support our missionaries, the more we can, mm-hmm. you know, do the ministry that, that we're focused on doing in our community. And so, Uh, that's the goal. And so I think that we are the right people to talk about it because we're passionate about what the church is up to and we recognize the potential that's here. And so we're excited about the opportunities.
0: Yeah. And and I would say um, for me, I'm absolutely passionate about, you know, the possibility of having more resources to do more things. That's great. For me, giving uh, and generosity is more about discipleship. It's more about you and i learning how to follow jesus better than it is about the outcome of getting more money and you know doing more great things that's great but yeah. but it really is about discipleship, and I think that's what Jesus was on about.
1: Yeah, there's a funny story about um, uh, the when Vikings were initially baptized. So there's this mm-hmm. lore; it's probably not true, but this it's a good example, or at least a picture for us that when they were baptized, sometimes they would raise their arm that they carried their sword with out of the water mm-hmm. because they recognized that you know I'm going to be saved and and you know everything, but I've got to keep my killing arm right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we they can't would get be, this baptized. So everything be, be, else is good, yeah. <laughs> right? And so and so the the equivalent what i've heard is that in modern day uh, churches what we do is we baptize we pipe people with their wallets in the air and mm. people hold on to their money above the water saying okay i'll give you everything jesus except this yeah and yeah. so it's kind of a, 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 a an appropriate picture because i think that's that's something that we all um, uh, we, you know all of us at some level or another are
0: um, preoccupied with with the money that we have in our bank accounts. Yeah, and and I also just want to say, I mean, you and I are going to talk about this and challenge people to to lean in and give. And and we're not saying, "Oh, it's easy, you should just do it." it you know, yeah. and you're really bad if you're not doing this. This is something we all struggle with. It's it's something that's challenging we all need to wrestle with. Yeah. Um but but let's dive in. So the Old Testament has this idea of a tithe and and you know, churches have talked about this for a long time and it's this idea of 10%. Um, where do we land on that? What what is? How do we respond to the tithe as people who follow Jesus and Jesus having never really talked about it as such? Yeah, and and there are passages that
1: sort of refer back to the tithe in the New Testament, um, but we believe that there is uh, there is no specific amount that a Christian is expected to pay. Um, in ancient Israel, the tithe of ten percent was mm-hmm. actually more than it than ten percent. There yeah. was the tithe of the harvest, there was money that went to the priest, there was an annual, you know, every seven years there was a celebration. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you calculate it up, it was more than 10% anyways. Um, but I would say that 10% is a, is a good place to start. It's okay. a good place to uh, to sort of put some hooks in and give you something to shoot for. Okay, uh, But it's not that we, you know, oftentimes we talk about the fact that Jesus never lowered the expectations, yeah. you know, going from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Yeah. And so oftentimes, you know, people will say, well, you didn't talk about a tie so then I don't have to give anything. Well, I I wouldn't say that's true. Jesus talked about generosity and about cheerful giving and about supporting the poor and and supporting the, the workers in the church. And all of those kinds of things are part of the whole big story. And truth be told, like I said, Jesus doesn't go backwards often. He always pushes forwards. And I think that that's a good uh, indication of the way that we should be approaching our giving today.
0: Yeah, and and not that I want to scare anyone, but it's interesting. One of the wildest stories in the New Testament is the story of Ananias and Sapphira, right? And they sold their property and gave most of the proceeds away, but decided to keep some back for themselves. So I, I don't know the math there, but I'm guessing they gave away more than 10%. And yet, this is a story we have where they are struck dead because they've lied about it, right? They've mm-hmm. they've withheld from God. So I'm not saying everyone needs to give 100%, but it is interesting to note that... Um kind of these these hard and fast rules uh but the part of the story that's so important is that we are through an age
1: of of like where we're focused on the law yeah yeah. and where what we have to do is is check these boxes that's not the way our christian faith is supposed to be lived out our our holy living or our righteousness as as a result of what jesus did on the cross what he's already done for us and so Mm -hmm. giving is part of that and following our money, I mean, the Bible talks about the fact that where your heart is, there your treasure, or where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yep. And I think we have to be careful about the direction of our hearts, because mm-hmm. oftentimes when it, when push comes to shove, where we're focused most is providing the security that we need through our money. And Jesus says, hey, hold on, you know, I mm-hmm. got you, right? Yep. It's like bigger picture here. So yep. take a deep breath. Um, you know, don't rely on that, rely on me. And so giving is an act of worship and an incredible picture of our trust in Jesus.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask a uh, pretty quick fire yep. off some questions here that I've heard from people. Um, and I know they're all complicated, but I kind of want you to give me a sure. firm answer at the middle of it. Not that we're going to hold you to it, but uh, you say 10% is a good place to start. 10% of net, 10% of gross. Uh, I mean, simple answer, I would say
1: 10% of gross because I think we start with the 10%. But I would say that start by, if you haven't given before, start with setting a goal. Start with 5%, start with 10%, start with something that that gives you a number that you can hang on to that's not just arbitrary or not just, hey, whatever I have left over, I'll give to the church.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What about things like, Tax returns or gifts? Do we tithe on that? Do we like what? What do we just tithe on salary? Is it you know how? Do, how do we manage all of the uh, incomes
1: and outcomes? <laughs> I would say the simple answer is that at the end of the year, when you think about all of your whatever you gain, you know financially. Um, and you look at your tax receipt from the, you know, from, you should see a correlation that is, you know, that is some percentage of, and, and again, I would aim for a percentage and, and then, uh, aim to meet, like work towards meeting that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, 10% great overall, great church versus nonprofit parachurch. How do we blend those together? Like if I'm giving 2% of the church and 8% to nonprofits or what, what does the Bible call us to in that?
1: Yeah, so I would say that um, in the Old Testament, a regular tithe was given to the temple and, the and it was administrated by the priests. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on top of that, the Israelites gave to other specific purposes at different times of the year. The New Testament instructs followers to give to the church, uh, to give to missionaries, to give to those within with need in the church and to the poor in the community um, and so for us, Compass Point, at Compass Point, money is used for all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we believe that the first place that you should be giving money to is the church. Okay. Um, there are lots of great organizations, parachurch missions, uh, that offer uh, some really great things that you can get involved with. Yep. Um, but I would say that what we recognize is that all of those parachurch ministries. Uh, are born out of the church and are supported by the church. Hmm. And so in my mind, the church is the is ground zero. That's where it begins. Yep. And then as you add other ministries, you can add those onto that. Okay. So you would encourage and compel people to start with 10% of the church and add on from there? Yeah. I, I would say, again, I wouldn't say 10% necessarily is a place to start sure. for everybody, yep. but I would say give a portion of what God has given you uh, back to him, begin with the church with a significant proportion, uh, portion of that. Um, and then, and then go from there. Okay.
0: Um, people often, uh, if they're tight financially, you know, if they've got lots of living expenses, they talk about tithing their time or tithing other resources. Uh, how do we respond to that? I would say giving your time and giving your resources
1: is a good thing, but it's not tithing. Um, again, we want to get away from the language specifically of tithing. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, some people kind of have this this habit of saying, you know, well, for now, I'm going to give this way. Later on, I'll give money. Yep. And I would say uh, start with money, even mm-hmm. if it's a smaller amount. I think that giving and serving and other things are really important. Uh, but, I, you know, I would say I recognize, listen, debt can be crippling and um and i'm not suggesting that that we should be you know kind of just absolutely blindly putting ourselves into into holes mm-hmm. financially but i do think you know i heard a conversation with someone that said that they actually only started giving a regular percentage to the church after this one of the people in their family lost their job so and what happened in that context is they found that god blessed them in all kinds of really cool ways hmm. I gotta tell you, the most miraculous things that I've seen in my life often um, come down to money and are associated yeah. with money. Where people are yeah. are trusting God and then seeing mm-hmm. some cool things happen. If we look through the Bible, there are some really clear promises about you know God's blessing when we uh, when we are trusting Him with our resources, yeah. and talks about you know. And sometimes we get we get weirded out by those, or we. We don't want to go down that road. And mm. I get that. You know, I don't want to preach a prosperity gospel.
0: Yeah, and it's not a formula. It's not a no. slot machine. You can do something to get something out of.
1: No, but what we do find is that God often blesses people who are trusting him, you know, fully with their resource. Not trying to get something in return, yeah. but who are just saying, you know what, God, I trust you. And I'm going to, even though it's times are tight right now, I'm going to give you something. Okay. Again, I'm not suggesting that you jump right to, this, to a percentage that is yep. outlandish start with something. Mm -hmm. I think, I think every one of us needs to be giving something, uh, to the church on a regular basis.
0: Okay. So even if you're a student, um, you know, and you're, you're going into debt, but you've got a part-time job and you're making a bit of money, give something from that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are seasons. Listen, I got to tell you, just personally speaking, Dave, uh, this was not a practice that was, that I was great at. Hmm. Um, you know, years ago, uh, it was just something that wasn't, it wasn't part of my my sort of regular life, and so I would say when I was a student, when I was you know even very early on in our marriage, uh, my wife and I, it wasn't a, a regular practice for us in terms of giving. Mm-hmm. But over the years, we recognized how important it was, and we've continued to increase our you know percentage, uh, getting to a place where we um, where we do uh, give a significant portion of our our um, our uh, income yeah. income. And and it, it's it's been nothing. We we haven't been at a loss. Like yeah. we have, we've never been yeah. at a place where we were like, wow, we're in total, you know, huge trouble here. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, to me, it was a it so I understand if people are in different places, but I would just say, learn early. you know listen, if you have kids and you are giving them an allowance, uh, you know I think it would be helpful to start very early on. You give an allowance and then ask your kids to divide up the money into yeah. either a you know we you, at our house we use jars, a spend jar, a save jar, and a give jar. Mm-hmm. And so, you know,
0: what? how much money are you going to put into that give jar um, from what you're getting? Yeah, and I would say, so we, we do that in our house. Um, and as you're even talking about this, one of the things I realize is it, we often treat the give jar as like, great, give it to whoever you want. Um, but part of the practice we need to be teaching our kids is actually give m- much of that, a significant portion of that to the church. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, our... Her daughter, who's in grade four now, is in our in our services on Sunday morning yeah. when, when the offering comes around. Right, getting in the habit of even putting in a couple of coins. Right, like there's something significant about that. Um, Absolutely,
1: and sometimes in our in our context, we get into a place where we say, "Well, you know, if I trusted the church more, if I if I really yeah. thought the church was going in a better direction, then I'd give more." And I'm not going to give until you know we're going in a better direction. Sure, that to me is a. I'll just be frank. I think that's a sinful perspective. Yep. It's a, it is a. I'm going to try to control God in the way that I use my money, and I don't think there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that trusting God is trusting God, and yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to blindly trust. I mean, if you're in, if if your church, if you're involved in a church, and you find that there's all kinds of you know unsavory things that are going on, yeah. and there's you know money laundering or whatever, sure. of course, by all means, stop giving.
0: Uh, but, but you should but, probably stop attending and find a better church. Right,
1: exactly. Stop attending and find a church. Um, but I would say that, you know, just when your preferences aren't met or when there's an expectation about something that that you don't like, it. I don't think it is a good idea to choose not to give
0: to the church. Hmm. Uh, so let me ask, I, I think maybe not a lot of people listening to this, but some of the people we'll have here on Sunday, right? Statistically speaking, people are attending church less, feel less of a sense of commitment and connection. Um, if you're sitting on the fence... What would, what would you say to these people who are like, well, you know, everything you're saying is good, but I'm just, I'm not quite there yet. I don't know if I'm really fully bought in. I, I, you know, Compass Point, it's sort of my home church. We come once a month, once every couple of months. Like what is is giving the first thing you should do? Is attending the first thing you should do? Should they go hand in hand? What What's the next step?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends on exactly where you're at. But I would say that if you've been coming to the church for a while, I would say try it. Mm-hmm. um and you know god even talks about in the bible so surprisingly says test me in this you know hmm. in the in the old testament some of the the prophets and god says you know just test me just see what happens hmm. when you start giving your money and and i think you know this the I think that if you are not a regular attender, um, I think one of the things that I would say is really uh, key is to begin using some of our online tools. Um, We, none of I would imagine that most of us who are listening to this would pay um, certain bills using your, you know, online, you pay your, mm. your cable bill, you pay your, you know, whatever your heat and hydro, all that kind of stuff. And I would say that we automate things that are important to us. Yeah. We don't want to miss paying those bills. And so we automate it. Yeah. So why don't we do the same with our giving? I would say automate things that are important means automating uh, your giving yeah. and deciding at the be- beginning of the month before all of your expenses are paid, this is how much I'm going to give to the church and you give it. Mm-hmm. And then you see where you are at the end of the month.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's so, so true and so helpful. And I know, um, I know people who like the act of putting something in the plate and kind of that, that tangible reminder. And I get that. I actually sure. know people who both put a little bit in the plate as that reminder that they're giving, but also automate most of it. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I automate it. I, I get paid automatically. It's mm-hmm. a set amount. So I automate my giving to match that. Yep. Um, and I think that's a, yeah, it's a great way. The Bible talks about fru- first fruits, right? Yeah. This idea that uh, we we don't spend what we get and then see what's left over and be like okay god you can have some of this we say okay god you have given me something here you go yeah and you're going to provide the the bible talks about regularly giving too and i think that you're right
1: it it this idea like when you really start to think about the rhythm of regularly giving on a like regularly giving it's just this continual rhythm where you recognize God all of this is yours anyways Mm -hmm. and so I'm just going to be a good steward of it and I'm going to continue to 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 give back a portion of what I've been given because I'm so thankful and um and you know frankly I recognize that that you're in
0: control and not me yeah and uh so yeah yeah, uh, so if you don't mind, I, w- I want to tell just a brief story. And these are always awkward. Uh, I know many of us as pastoral staff actually have some really cool stories of when God has shown up, but yeah. because money's a bit taboo, we don't we don't talk about them, and we don't talk about them because we don't want to seem like we're we're bragging or you know being awesome. Um, so please don't take this this way. Uh, but you know, in in my own life, um, five six years ago now. I quit my job, good, stable job. Um, We sold our house. We moved from a great little community where we were doing well to Vancouver, where I was going to jump in and start a master's degree, right? I didn't have any income anymore. And we just kind of trusted God through this process. And we thought, yeah, we're going to go into probably crushing debt here. It's probably, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's what we feel God's calling us to this. Uh, And we kind of did it. I don't want to say blindly, but we were just like, God, we're going to trust you in this. And we're going to, we're going to keep doing some of the commitments. I mean, we had some sponsor kids. We kept, um, giving to, we had a church we attended that we wanted to keep giving to. Uh, And really early on in the process, after we made this decision, and we didn't know where we were living, what this looked like, God provided a housing situation for us, which was well below the standard Vancouver market value. Um, And I mean, just allowed us to do this and to continue giving and to to have this experience without going into crushing debt. And I'm not saying this is always going to happen to everyone, but for me, that's kind of where I point to in my life of like, anytime i think oh i don't know if i can afford to give i think no actually god is way more creative and way more resourceful than any financial planner i know yeah um he is a way of pulling things off and not that he calls us to act stupidly or not pay off debt or or to buy things we don't need those stop doing those things if you're doing them right yeah um but god will provide and when we are faithful in giving there's just such such cool things that can happen so i i want to encourage you if if this is new or if you've been doing it for a while but you're not really you know maybe you're not giving sacrificially you're not giving in a way that that feels like you're you're being intentional and giving of the first fruits i would encourage you to give more yeah um, god will show up in really cool ways in that do you have any other thoughts paul as we wrap up here Yeah, I mean, just,
1: you know, really kind of simple rapid fire reminders. You know, if you don't currently give, where do you start Um, with something and maybe just a little more, just a little more than where you are. Can you trust Compass Point? Absolutely. Uh, You know, we we aim to be as transparent as possible. Uh, We're not after your money, Uh, just like, you know, like, um, you know, God's not after your money. (laughs) He wants he wants your heart and we Mm -hmm. want to help you grow. And so I would say, look into the different possibilities and ways that you can give. You can find out information on our website. Um, automate your giving. Consider uh, some other options. You know, when you get unexpected blessings, look like receiving a raise or or some kind of an inheritance or a new income stream. Um, you know. W- You're going to have all kinds of things to put on your plate in terms of, okay, well, how are we going to spend this? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say intentionally include giving as a possibility. And and then just again, just a reminder, um, I would suggest you start with the church. Um, Not because I need a salary, but because the church is the vehicle for all kinds of things, including tons of social initiatives um, that launch out of that Mm -hmm. in terms of other nonprofits. And, and I would say, look for some of those nonprofits that you can also support and find ways to, um, to provide financially for them too. Uh, because there are lots of opportunities to provide some of your resources and, um, and we certainly appreciate and are thankful for those who, who give to the church on a regular
0: basis. For sure. We're really, really thankful. Um, and, and again, I, I think it is just one of the most important things we can do as we follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. He talked about it. He calls us to it. Totally. And I, I would say if you've got questions coming out of this, if, you, if you've heard us say something and you're like, I, I don't know about that or I, I just can't get myself there, talk to us. Um, we would love to engage you in conversation. We would love to point you to some of these scriptures and let you wrestle with the Holy Spirit and wrestle with what the Word of God says. Yep. Um, again, we think this is so important uh, and such a good habit to get in. Absolutely. So, awesome Paul, thank you for your time and uh we will talk more next week here on postscript.